Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. A seed. That's what was promised at the very beginning of the Bible. Two weeks ago now, we we heard again the story of mankind's creation and fall into sin. And no sooner had that story begun that Adam and Eve fell from the Lord their God and into darkness and death. That, That image of the seed was the very language that God himself used to make known his plan for salvation to the woman. That seed, which she herself would carry, that seed was preserved when God protected the life of Isaac, the promised son of Abraham, and the bearer of the promise of the seed from the woman. That's the story we heard last week. Through the centuries, following Isaac, God had protected his erring and sinful chosen line, the people of Israel. From Jesse, the descendant of Abraham and Isaac, he gave the promise of the seed to King David, the son of Jesse, and the great king of Israel. And so it continued for generation after generation. But it seems that, like it often does, the passage of time dulled this reality for the people of Israel. Disobedience, rebellion, separation from their God, exile, persecution, all of these things made them forget the promise of the seed which God himself had promised. When all seemed darkest, when the promises of God appeared to be only a distant sound echoing to deaf ears, it was then that a daughter of Adam, of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jesse, and yes, of David, brought forth a son. The son grew to be a man and lived among his very creation, not as a mighty king like David of old, not in the palaces of the powerful, but as one who was from a little backwater village called Nazareth. There he grew up, unacclaimed, unknown, And unheralded. Friends, on the Jesse tree, as we talked about in our children's message, sits the image of the scallop shell, this ancient symbol for holy baptism. It reminds us not only of our baptism, but also the baptism of that man who is the seed of Jesse, the one whose baptism sanctifies our own baptism. John the Baptist, who we learned a little bit more about this last Sunday, was the final prophet, the last in the line of the great Old Testament messengers of Yahweh who proclaimed the coming kingdom of God, which now, before his very eyes, was indeed coming into the world. As he preached the coming of Israel's king, what did he do? He baptized. A washing of repentance and preparation for the coming king who would be the very fulfillment of all God's promises. And as he was proclaiming, as he was baptizing, one day, Jesus appeared. He came to the river Jordan to be baptized himself 
by John the Baptist. As Jesus was baptized, the Spirit descended as a dove upon him, and a voice from heaven proclaimed him to be not just Mary's son, not just the Son of Man like you and I, but the like you and I, but the very Son of God. Here at last, God signals himself was the true seed that was prophesied, promised from the very beginning. Here was new life for mankind in the person and work of his son Jesus. Though he was among them, the world could not see at this time who this Jesus really was. For Israel, their present circumstance under Roman authority was a daily and grim reminder of a much more glorious past. They all remembered the days of David and Solomon when they were once a mighty nation, united and powerful. But that was then. Since then, they had known separation from their God. They had known exile and captivity. And now, even though they were back in the land of the Lord, that they had promised as a new empire had begun to subjugate them. The empire of Rome. What they did not and could not see was who this man really was as he came to the Jordan to be baptized. They wanted a great liberator. They wanted a king who would follow in the regal footsteps of good old David. But to their eyes, here was just another man. By all outward appearances, there was nothing that would distinguish him from anyone else that you would see or hear passing through the street. In fact, he was, according to the scriptures, less esteemed than most, simply because he was from that little village of Nazareth. When Jesus called Philip to follow him, and then Philip went to his brother Nathaniel to tell him about Jesus, Nathaniel's response pretty much summed up how the people of Israel felt about Jesus. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And yet, our gospel reading for today attests that here he was, the very seed and root of Jesse's tree, hidden from the human eye, but still present as the life that gave purpose to that tree of Jesse. The Lord had raised up John as his prophet to prepare the way of the Christ through the proclamation of his word and through his baptism of repentance. John accomplished this at the banks of the River Jordan, a life-giving source flowing through the, the greater Palestine region, its waters irrigating the land and quenching the thirst of all the peoples. At this river, John stood and he preached repentance and he baptized all who came. And then one day, at long last, as he was preaching, so it happened. So Jesus came to the Jordan to be baptized by John. As John sees him, it isn't quite what he expected either. He recognizes who Jesus is very clearly. But then he states that he, John, should be baptized by Jesus. But according to Christ, it must be done this way in order to fulfill all righteousness. 
Jesus must be in every way humiliated, subject to the very law which he himself spoke into existence. And at the River Jordan, the truth of who Jesus was would be revealed. No matter what the human eye saw in this humble carpenter from Nazareth. St. Matthew tells us, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus came up out of the Jordan, bearing the sin of all who had gone in to be baptized before him. And now the voice of God the Father spoke, This is pleasing to me. This is my plan, that the Christ should suffer the humiliation of your sin. And that in so doing, he should fulfill all righteousness on your behalf. This great exchange served as the blessing and benefit of Christ's baptism. That he, though sinless, would stand in solidarity with sinners like you and me. Human life can seem to be lived in an arid and barren world. We all dream of a better day that we imagine once existed in past generations. Yet in truth... In many ways, those golden eras of the past were not quite so golden as we imagine. People then, as now, struggle for meaning and hope. Society wrestles with morality and oppression. The church struggled to find her voice and identity in the midst of an unbelieving world. As the old adage has it, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yet, just as Palestine had the River Jordan in her midst, so the church has as her source of life-giving water this baptism which was made known to us through Christ our Lord. Always present, even in her darkest days of past, present, and future, is the font of water and word. As the church prays in its rite of holy baptism, Through the baptism in the Jordan of your own beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you, O Lord, sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. Humble water is applied through the all-too-human hands of a called and ordained servant of the Word at the command of the one who was baptized in the Jordan for our sake. But just as the glory of Jesus was cloaked in human flesh, so the true glory of baptism is cloaked by the humble means of simple and ordinary water. Here is the unseen but eternal truth of your baptism expressed in the words of St. Paul. Here is the gift that is hidden from your mortal eyes. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, By the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We don't pine for glory days long since past. You and I as Christians, we look to a brighter future which has been given us by our Lord Jesus Christ. 
We walk in newness of life. Each day, a new creation as we remember our baptism by which we were made His very own. Here is life. Here is true life. Arising from water, sanctified by the life of Jesse's tree, the very life of the world. For so long, the world has awaited its redemption. As the horror and darkness of human sin descended at the fall, a promise was made by God himself. A promise of redemption and life which would come to us even in the midst of death. As Abraham prepared to offer up his son of promise to the Lord, God himself stepped in to provide a substitute. As generations passed, the promise of redemption was never rescinded. A promised seed was carried by the patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Jesse to David and finally to Mary, their descendant. Though mankind would repeatedly fall away and disobey their Lord, he never forgot this sacred promise. And at last in Jesus, the Son of Mary and the Son of God, the Redeemer has come into this broken world. In the midst of our sin and death, he comes to us bearing life itself. This is the life that defines you and me in a world of sin and death. It is a life that comes from the Creator Himself. It is the life that nourishes the children of God as His Word is proclaimed. It is the life that comes to every altar, in every place, as the church gathers to celebrate the Eucharistic feast with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. It is a life that has already defeated our great and final enemy, even death itself. Dear friends, as Jesus is baptized in the Jordan, our own baptism is made a sure and certain union with Christ in his death and resurrection. Just as he once stood in solidarity with sinners, so now we stand with him before the throne of Almighty God bearing his righteousness. For as St. Paul writes, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. To Jesse's tree came the life of the world. And now that same life has come to you and to me. This is the gift of our baptism. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.